I'm Rabbi Sarah Berman, and welcome to Central Synagogue's Sharing Our Stories Project. This is a year-long initiative allowing our members and community members to share their stories with one another. What you're about to listen to comes from the partnership between Central Synagogue and StoryCorps, inviting our members to share oral histories with one another. Enjoy. I am Rabbi Sarah Berman, and I am here with my friend, my congregant, and my chavruta, my study partner, Gail Sinai. I am Gail Sinai, and I am a congregant at Central Synagogue, which is how I had the great fortune of meeting my rabbi, Sarah Berman. I have to say that over the last almost year that we have been seeing each other in person and not just through screens... It has really made my life and my rabbinate feel more vibrant. It's more real. It's more alive, partially because you are real and you are alive. (laughs) And that's just something that I appreciate so much. I do, too. You were one of the first people I dared to coffee with. Yeah, exactly. Same. Same. When we first deepened our relationship to a more in-person relationship. We met and you shared the story of how you came to the rabbinate and it's so interesting. I wonder if you wouldn't mind retelling it to me. So I realized or figured out that I wanted to be a rabbi around the time that I was bat mitzvah. So around the time of my 13th birthday. In that process, I loved all of the learning. I loved learning Hebrew and the prayers. I loved learning our history, which was coming alive more and more in religious school and in in our congregation. I loved leading the service. I loved being in front of all of those people and leading something and feeling like I had done a good job and that I had something to say and something to share up there on that bima in front of the congregation. And I went through high school and college just knowing that being a rabbi is what I was going to do. I looked for a college where I could study the Arab world and the modern Middle East because I knew that after college, I would be spending the rest of my life studying and being within Jewish community, uh, living out Jewish tradition. And I knew that the world was bigger than that and more complicated than that and that I wanted to study something other than us as that was still a possibility for me. I came to the end of college. It must have been the end of first semester of my senior year of college. And I just remember I had my application for rabbinical school at Hebrew Union College at the Reform Seminary. It was a paper application. I had a physical application and a pen that I was working on it with. And, you know, Saturday or Sunday morning, I just put the application down, having recognized that I wasn't ready to do this that I loved the work and I loved what I thought it might be, but I wasn't ready for it yet. Huh. You you knew? I knew. how, How did you know? Gosh, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. I think of it as my first mature decision, recognizing that I wasn't mature enough, but it just went through my head that I wasn't ready to be anybody's spiritual leader. I hadn't experienced anything in the world that was not comfortable to me. I only knew people who were like me. Either they were from where I was from, or we had Jewishness in common, or an interest in a language in common, or you know, this kind of academic success in common. Everybody I knew was like me. And that's not what the world is. 
And in order mm-hmm. to be able to be with people in all moments of their lives and, you know, people of all, all types from all kinds of backgrounds, I needed to experience more of the world. And it just didn't feel like the years of rabbinical school would be enough to get me to the place where I wanted to be to be the kind of rabbi I wanted to be, to accompany people and be with people and understand people in a way that I couldn't at 21 years old at you know, an elite university surrounded by other, essentially other versions of me. So I put the application down and I took a little time to figure out what would be next. I went to college thinking I would study the modern Middle East, but I ended up studying the ancient Middle East, the ancient Near East and the Mediterranean world and art and archaeology, and then shifting into the more modern periods through art history. And I loved what I'd been studying, and I loved the work I'd been doing first in archaeological fieldwork and then in a museum, and thought, well, maybe I'll pursue that for a while until I'm ready. Over the, what, 12 years that I worked in the museum world, at least for the second half of that, it really wasn't present for me that being a rabbi is something that I would ever do. It was just kind of this fun little story. Oh, I always thought I'd be a rabbi, but this is what I do now. Until the end of those 12 years, and I really started thinking again about where my future was taking me, where my path was taking me, where I wanted to take me. The rabbinate came back up through a series of events, and I applied, and I got in, and I decided to go. And it was the right decision at the right time because, mm-hmm. you know, at 35, I was finally ready to be the kind of rabbi that I wanted to be, which is a constantly evolving thing, but... One would think, right? You one would hope. Rabbi, right. <laughs> Gail, you also have shifted professionally. You went into one thing and then went into another, which I think of as part of your overall arc of moving into and towards caretaking and towards caring for others. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about your professional My arc that way? Sure. I went to Brandeis. I graduated in 82. That last year was a scary year in the world, or at least I thought that's what scary smelled like. I decided for a million reasons to apply to law school. So I did that and I went with some vision that I would either be on the Supreme Court or change, you know, the Supreme Court's rulings or something like that. I was going to definitely change the world. I promptly met my husband, who was not my husband at the time. And as I was in law school, I started to transform. And I transformed in a lot of ways. Intellectually, I transformed emotionally, and I also transformed in my interests of what to do. So while I was in law school, I started taking tax classes for some reason that escapes me, really interested in tax law. And so when I graduated from law school, I went to Wall Street and I was doing corporate tax M&A, which I just thought was a hoot and really like powerful. But my husband and I, who were still just in the boyfriend-girlfriend zone, were not living in the same city. We sort of realized, oh, that was a mistake. What are we thinking here? So I moved up to Boston. We got married. And I practiced tax up there for a while. But I started to really feel 
like a fish out of water. We decided to move back to New York and I changed a little bit of what I was doing at that time. And I also changed in a particular way because I started having babies. So I started teaching legal writing, which was something I could fit between a baby, which was fun. And I really, really strengthened my writing skills and my ways of thinking. And being a teacher is a different thing when you're educating, right? You must have done that at the museum, Sarah, when you're educating what the person who's learning fastest and first is the person teaching, right? Is that true? Often, often, yep. I taught writing for about three or four years until we conceived my second son. And that was even more consuming. So I put a pause in that. And then when he got a little older and he wasn't the easiest of babies. So I learned a lot about children with diagnoses. And he was in a public school in New York City that was a brand new public school. Funding was a question. It was also before charter schools. I opened up a not-for-profit fundraising arm for this particular public school, which was unprecedented. And I ran that for five or six years until New York politics became untenable, as it will do. So it was time to kind of revisit what I was doing. And I was at a bar mitzvah, and I was talking with someone at a table. She was a psychologist in private practice. She said, I don't understand. Why are you not in private practice? And I said, because I don't have a degree. So I went home (laughs) and I applied to NYU where I did get a degree. It's a clinical social work degree, which lets you practice. And I opened up a private practice and my private practice is very much spawned from what my younger son and I learned together what does it mean to be in a family with someone with a developmental disability. So my practice focuses on families, children, developmental disabilities. I have some alliances that support that. And that's what I do now. I've been doing that. To learn more about sharing our stories and to read and hear more member stories, please visit sharingourstories.centralsynagogue.org. We'd love to hear your story. Thank you.